Hello and welcome to the Northern Grower podcast. My name is Erin and I am a gardener, grower, teacher and homesteader here in Northern Alberta, Canada. And I garden in Zone 3 and this podcast is a place to share tips, tricks and all around interesting information on gardening and homesteading with a focus on northern climates but all types of gardeners from all sorts of places and all stages of their gardening journey are welcome here. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode, I'm going to briefly talk about a wonderful summer activity that you can do to preserve your garden. And this time, I'm not going to be talking about food. Although these can be edible, it's arguably food as well. I'm going to be discussing how to preserve your flowers. So just to provide a brief garden update here, um, we have rain today, which it has been very dry. It's like a lot of places, it's very hot. Um, The sun, though, we are in Alberta, but there are serious wildfires in BC right now. And so we still are covered with a lot of smoke. So it's kind of hot, but then it's gray gloomy kind of feels like it's twilight permanently so it's a bit surreal but it's also not new to us um last summer was very wet we didn't get a lot of smoke or wildfires but the summer before the summer before there were days on end sometimes you can get pretty bad smoke so not something we are unfamiliar with by all means um our lettuce is bolting which is fine for us collecting seeds so that's fantastic we are growing okra too and today i noticed it flowering so that uh it has most beautiful flowers so that's pretty awesome um what else is happening in our garden we have been enjoying the fruits of harvest so we are thinning carrots and then of course when we thin we eat uh, the carrots that we do pull so enjoying some carrots our corn is still growing it's looking pretty vigorous and happy and healthy Um, and our tomatoes they aren't they are we have a lot of green tomatoes and they are slowly starting to turn so feeling pretty excited and pumped although it's been kind of an odd dry year everything is still growing and it seems to be growing going pretty well for us so far so thankful for that so let's get into the episode where we talk about um, preserving our flowers and I'm going to start by talking about some of the flowers I do grow here and these will be some of my favorites that I like to preserve but of course I don't just preserve these ones that I'm going to talk about I Uh, preserve tons of flowers there's lost so many varieties out there right you can preserve Um, I have a mixture of annual and perennial of course I am in a colder climate so some of my annuals are perennial in other zones which is uh, always interesting like lavender for example is an annual for us but if you are in a warmer climate well it can be perennial here too but it does require Um, quite a lot of cover and care so we grow it as an annual but um, lots of other annuals can be perennial depending on what zone you're in so some of these flowers that I mentioned that are annual may may be perennial for you so um, let's 
get started with that. So my face, sorry, my dog just walked in there and distracted me for a second. And I was just looking off to see what they were doing. And I lost my train of thought there. Um, so my favorite flowers are sunflowers, although we do generally use them. Um, we do not generally use them for cut flowers right now as we really want the sunflowers to go to seed. We collect those seeds, though they are um, the Manet's palette sunflowers. We sell them for our seed store. We collect the seeds. We save the seeds. It's a beautiful sunflower. And um, oh, I just gosh, I just love the colors from them. So we really do want them to go to seed. And generally what we will do is we collect the seed heads and so we'll leave a few inches on the stem and we hang them and it's not quite the same as having those like cut flowers but it's very satisfying to pull the um, to pull the heads, you leave a few inches on that stem and then we just hang them upside down to dry and these Monet's palettes are just beautiful sunflowers. They can go from a yellow color golden yellow color on they have this kind of mixture down to um, burgundies and we get a mix in ours of a deeper burgundy and also then a kind of a yellowy burgundy blend and some of them are more yellow so they are very low maintenance sunflower they are big they grow quite big and they are hardy and they really take care of themselves. So they are fantastic. They are a self-sowing perennial. So we sometimes, we do save seeds. Sometimes we plant them purposefully. A lot of the time we also get them coming up themselves. Um, but we do save seeds and plant them. So they are that self-sowing perennial. And once we do, um, once the heads have... Uh, once we clip the heads off, so we clip the heads off, we dry them, and then we literally shuck the heads, and the seeds just drop out into a large container, and that's how we collect the seeds from our sunflowers pretty quickly and easily. The seeds, uh, you know, when they when you get to that part where you're shucking them, the seeds just drop out of those heads, and it's actually weirdly satisfying to watch, and it is a homestead chore here that our little one can do it's pretty you know simple for uh, little hands to do so family can be involved and it's just a really fun joyful activity for them as well and so yes for our sunflowers mostly I do let them go to seed and then we just cut the seed heads um, but some of the we do cu we do cut some of them to be used as cut flowers um, but this tends to be ones that will come up and they aren't I don't really want to keep the seeds because they're not they're not producing the flower that I maybe want so if they're a smaller sunflower they grow small than the rest of our monets if they're more on the yellow end because I tend we tend to favor the the deeper burgundy uh, colors so if they come out more yellow or smaller then I will cut those um, and use them and dry them as normal and use them as cut flowers and hang dry them but for the most part, uh, sunflowers are fabulous to dry those seed heads and get those seeds from them. Calendula is another big one. It's it's a self-sowing perennial for us. Um, although, again, 
it does come back a little bit. We do have to kind of bump it up by intentionally sewing some more of here as well. But we do get uh, a small portion portion of it coming back up itself. Um, This has medicinal properties as a salve. It's quite soothing. Um, It's also an edible flower. So uh, this is a great one to dry and keep in your cut flower garden. And we also, um, so I use it in salves. I know uh, you can use, some people like to cut the petals and dry the petals to use um, in bath making ingredients, soap, soaps, anything like that as well. So chamomile, uh, sorry, calendula is a great one to keep around. And chamomile and echinacea are really wonderful too. And they're great to dry as well. And you can use them, of course, for teas. And another one that we do like here, peonies and lilacs. They are true perennials in zone three. So beautiful flowers that are super easy, um, honestly, super easy to grow here in our climate. If you're in a colder climate, they dry and keep well. And I have found the peonies and lilac too, some of the first flowers to bloom in the year, which is beautiful when they start coming up early, earlier than the other flowers. And when we dry them, they, um, I just dry them for decorative purposes. So the peonies and lilac, um, they get dried, they go in bouquets, wreaths, decoration. They keep their fragrance really well as well. So um, potpourri, anything like that. Um, the peonies and drying the lilac uh, is a really great addition to your drying um, to your drying collection just for those decorative for that fragrance aspect. So those are some of my favorite flowers to cut and dry. Um, but the tips here I do share will work with drying virtually anything. So firstly, when it comes to drying, what do you need? So I there are a plethora of methods. I use two here. I'm going to talk about air drying and pressing flowers. I do prefer to air dry my flowers mostly um, because I have the space and it, this method just works really well for us. Um, if I'm drying bunches or a lot of them at the t- at the same time, then I prefer the air drying um, method because I can hang big bunches and get a lot drying and a lot on the go at the same time. I also think it preserves them really well. So it does preserve them very well. So you will need a space for drying and it doesn't necessarily have to be a dedicated space. Like you're air drying them, you can literally hang them up. So if you live somewhere smaller, uh, you know, if it's above your dining table, for example, or some, you know, somewhere else, um, it's fine. But preferably somewhere dry and preferably dark or at least out of direct light because with a darker space you have better odds of retaining the color so if you want to keep more of the color you preferably try to find a darker space and dry that's really important too that it is a dry space And you want that space to just, you want to be able to hang the flowers from essentially a frame, rack, or pole, whatever it is you use. Um, I repurposed, I just repurposed a closet. So uh, my kid's closet. I got bins and a rail and I moved the clothes out and hung them up in the room. And that's because I wanted to use the closet for um, 
hanging flowers. So the closet is great. It's very dry. It's dark. I can, there is a pole in the closet for hanging and it just works really well for us. So essentially when I do air dry the flowers, I cut them. I leave a few inches of the stem when I cut them and I remove the foliage. So you basically just have the stem and the head and I put them into small bunches and I will tie that bunch with some twine and then I just hang it upside down from the closet pole or rack whatever it is you're using. I leave them for about three weeks and that's usually them pretty good so about three weeks hanging and hanging upside down in a dark dry space they're pretty good they're pretty preserved Um, and actually I just today actually I just upscaled my drying rack Um, I repurposed a a section of a cold frame that we weren't really using. It wasn't meeting our needs anymore. We didn't need it. We sanded it, repainted it, and then tied in some branches from some of our trees that were littering our yard. So I've uh, basically made a bigger rack that I can hang off the um, the pole in the closet. And because I was just hanging my bunches of flowers along the along the pole that most closets come with where you would typically hang your clothes... Um, But then I decided to build a rack to hang off there instead. And so now it just gives me more room. I'm really expanding the drying flowers operation aspect of things. So I just needed more space to dry more bunches at at the same time. So I think air drying flowers though, even though this was just a quick overview of air drying flowers, I think it is such a, a super easy, really accessible way of preserving your flowers and you know you can just repurpose things around your home you don't have to go out purchase new things and it just it keeps I just think it keeps the flowers really well and also those bunches of flowers hanging upside down there's just something really lovely and rustic and they give off a really wonderful aesthetic too so I don't know I just kind of get a bit of a homely homesteader feel looking at those bunches of flowers or herbs whatever it is you're using hanging upside down like that so that's why I prefer it now the other method I will talk about is pressing flowers pressing flowers does allow does allow for them to be sto- so when you're pressing flowers right um, you're not taking big bunches at a time and you're not really keeping a lot of the a lot of the stem so pressing flowers typically you just are getting the head right and then with a pressed flower you can use that head um, for decoration for crafts printing journaling anything like that that you want you can you're basically just keeping the head and I think it does allow for a bit more if you're going to preserve a lot of flowers and you just want the heads it's a really good way of being able to store a lot of them because you're not going to like for example drying my bunches I'll keep a lot of the stem on Um, but this way if you're just getting the head and you're pressing them then you it's you know it's easy once it's dry to just store those heads in jars or boxes or bins whatever you need Um, so I do think uh, you can you know when you press the flowers it does allow for them to be then stored easily I use a wooden press we made our own but essentially you sandwich you're sandwiching the flowers in like parchment paper and then the outer layer of your sandwich is your wooden boards that are held together by wing nuts and you just 
basically you leave them in that press again for about three three to four weeks and again when you're collecting you're cutting those flowers you remove now for the press you not just remove the foliage but you take the stem off too so you just have the the flower head the petals also if you're in a press you just need to change the parchment paper a couple of times in that time period just to help it absorb the moisture and it will prevent um, your petals from browning now I like the press but like I said it depends what you need from your dried flowers I just prefer air drying because I like to hang those bunches at a time. So that's basically for me, it just works better to hang a lot of those big bunches um, just for space and time. I don't, I do use the press, but I don't often use just the flower heads, I guess. So it just, again, depends on your needs. needs. But those are two methods that I use. And there are definitely other methods out there, which if you are interested in, you can go and lock them uh, go and look them up in your library, lots of information in gardening clubs online. Uh, some of them are include like drying in the microwave using sand or silica. I've also seen drying in the oven. So definitely, again, if they perk your interest, um, you can find tons of information in libraries, gardening clubs, online, anything like that. So there is information out there. So that's all for today. In a little bite-sized episode, thank you so much for listening and joining me. I wish you a well and wonderful summer and harvest. You can find me if you'd like to follow me on Instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower. Um, you can also email me at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com if you prefer to email. And also our little online store is at greenwitchseed.ca you can also search us up on etsy um which will be greenwitch seed co on etsy so thank you so much again i really appreciate all of the listens and love and take care everybody out there <laughs>